Since its discovery, crude oil has been a crucial part of world development. As we shifted into the industrial age, the need for oil expanded, and countries like Nigeria, which were quote-unquote blessed with this natural resource, became trade hubs, either by force or by choice. Fast forward to the 2000s, the global age. World economies are intertwined, people are meeting the love of their lives on globally screened television shows, and oil, though still somewhat abundant, is at the losing end of an emerging world. This is the One Take Podcast, a news podcast that shuffles through all of the nonsense and tells you exactly what you need to know about the Nigerian news. I'm Ade Tomiwa, and today we are deep diving into crude oil as a commodity, the current price fluctuations, and what all of this means for the average Nigerian. At the start of 2020, the price of crude oil fell from the high 50s to as low as $21 per barrel. This drop was caused by a combination of a decline in the demand for oil and our latest villain, the coronavirus. This is bad news for Nigeria because, among other things, our 2020 budget is heavily reliant on the projection that in the year 2020, crude oil will be sold at $57 per barrel. Beyond just messing with the oil market, the coronavirus is changing the definition of normal. Take China, the country where the virus began its world tour, for instance. A decline in their commercial activities translated to the country's overall reduction in oil consumption. In the same vein, governments and private companies from all over the world have started to adopt work-from-home policies, and in many cases, redundancy has become necessary. All of this has reduced the need for oil and has forced the global market to shrink. The viable solution, as proposed by the global oil bodies, was to reduce the amount of oil produced per day. This way, they would be able to manage the falling activity without losing too much cost in labor and cost of production. But this plan never took off. In fact, it created its own completely new global drama because Saudi Arabia wanted it and Russia didn't like it. But before we get into the real details, let's have Rafia take us on a trip down history road. Before it gets confusing, let's take a trip down history road. I am Rafiat. So OPEC, you know OPEC, right? The Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries. OPEC with its 14 oil-producing countries, including Nigeria, holds the highest percentage of oil production as a single entity, making it a sort of oil cartel. So the OPEC cartel has yearly meetings where they decide important details about oil production, like how much of it should be done at any given time and how much it should be sold at. So it is very important world-impacting decisions that are made here. It is actually very important for the world that these guys agree at this meeting. Unfortunately, they had their first world-shaking disagreement in 2014. At this time, global oil prices had already started to fall because almighty America, the usual fire starter, had started to produce its own oil through fracking, a method of production of crude oil that's even more unorthodox than natural extraction. To counter the fall in prices, the OPEC came together and discussed potentially cutting their production. Well, not everyone liked the idea. So, 
Rather than come to an agreement, they all decided to be petty and abandon their quotas altogether. Mm-hmm. Things really got crazy from here. So, there was basically an oil price war going on. According to the World Bank, countries assumed that the freedom would give them an opportunity to grow their economy. But that's not what happened. They ended up creating an oil bubble that finally crashed in 2016, creating financial hell for everyone involved. Price of oil dropped by 70% overnight to $30 per barrel, with the World Bank records as the biggest drop since the 1970s. The drop was caused by a free market where there was a higher supply than demand for oil and it ended up hurting all oil producing countries involved. When everything finally settled down and everyone humbled themselves, OPEC decided to cut down production and Russia, one of the few oil producing countries that's not a member, joined them to create an alliance. The plan was to drop prices but gave countries that were at a disadvantage due to insurgency and terrorism a bit of a break. This was because I'm speak. So, Nigeria got a pass. Alright, that's that. So, let's get back into it. As I mentioned earlier, when demand for oil started to dwindle around the world, Saudi Arabia, the dominant member of OPEC, suggested at a meeting that was held in Italy on the 4th of March that they should once again cut down the production of oil. They then asked Russia and other alliances to cut down their production by at least 500,000 barrels. But Russia was like, nah, not today. The main argument being that if they reduced their production anymore, USA would have the upper hand with their fracking activities. The result of this disagreement between the most influential nations in the crude oil world was a collapse in the structures and regulations. Without these structures, all crude oil trading nations could produce as much oil as they want and sell for whatever price that they want, pretty much the same as the 2014 disaster. Days after this disagreement, Saudi Arabia's national oil company declared that from April, they intend to increase their oil production to 13 million barrels per day, while Russia said that it would be increasing its output to 12 million barrels per day. This basically means all flying everywhere, people selling for whatever they want, oversupply, under demand, a complete disaster basically. And all of this is obviously evidently a mess for little guys like Nigeria. But what are the specifics? How exactly does it affect us? Interestingly, since the oil market became more uncertain and since the price dropped, the price of petrol in Nigeria has actually reduced. It has gone from 145 Naira per litre to 123 Naira per litre. This is odd for a country who is affected by these price fluctuations in a lot of different ways, none of which are beneficial, right? But we might say something like, if the price has reduced in Nigeria, then is it really affecting us? The answer is yes, it is a lot. Malama Bakiari, the chief of staff of Nigerian president, is unfortunately one of the over 20 people that we've lost to the coronavirus. But before he died, the chief of staff said that if there were any type of price wars, Nigeria would be at the losing end because at the moment, all production in Nigeria costs over $23 per barrel, one of the highest in the world. 
For countries like Saudi Arabia and Russia, they can afford to reduce their costs and they can afford to go into price wars because cost of production costs them less than $5, which is almost five times less than what it costs Nigeria. So they can afford to cut their prices to prove a point or to get the upper hand in the market and they can afford to increase their production as they please. But their little market fits would leave the little guys like Nigeria with two dead-end options. Either they keep producing at a loss or they stop producing entirely. Both options would be suicidal for our economy, as oil makes up over 60% of our national revenue. At the moment, the Naira is basically a petrol currency and our fates are tied to whatever direction the global price goes. A classic case of putting all of your oil in one barrel. But it seems like we can lean back into our chair a little bit. Saudi Arabia and Russia decided independently to bury their hatchet. Perhaps they went back into history and saw that this won't end well for anyone. But still, Nigeria is in a very delicate situation. Before the coronavirus, the world was already shifting away from oil because more people were concerned about global warming. Sure, many argue that oil is never going to go out of fashion, but regardless, the global demand for oil is reducing and it doesn't seem very wise to put our economy in the hands of a shrinking market. Diversification, it appears, is all that can save us now. There are obviously many other factors to consider and many conflicting opinions, but no one can argue that if we don't change something soon, we'll be walking on this tightrope for longer than it has taken Buhari to go from general to president. Since we recorded this, the crude oil market has hit the ground. On Monday, the 20th of April, the global price of a barrel of crude oil was $2. That's lower than the price of two buckets of KFC chicken. This is a commodity that was worth over $100 a barrel less than 20 years ago. This is the lowest crude oil price drop that the world has ever seen, and it's honestly a disaster. But the thing is that we're all aware that this topsy-turvy is due entirely to the situation of the world right now. The world is quite literally at an economic halt. The glimpse of hope, though, is that every country in the world is on this very thin-leg table, so the powers that be will see to it that we don't fall off. This episode was written by Aditamewa and produced by Isu. Research and production by Rafias and Adetomiwa. Edited by Adetomiwa and Isu. Special shout out to Jaji Prime and CEO for letting us use their music. You'll find links to CEO's Red Sun Falling and Jaji's Hottest on the Streets in the description. One Take Podcast is a production of That New News. You can subscribe to our podcast and be the first to get updated when we release our next episode. Until then, stay safe, stay hydrated, and don't do anything stupid. Also, whatever people say at the end of podcasts. Peace. Peace.